Hello Internet and welcome to another episode of my podcast talk show. My name is Annabelle and over the next few episodes you can expect reviews of movies or TV shows that I've seen. I'll talk about what's trending and I'll also try to objectively evaluate if they are worth your time. My friend Crystal and I are continuing our ongoing review on the hit medical drama, Hospital Playlist. Say hi Crystal. Hello. <laughs> uh, in our previous podcast, we talked about episodes 1 to 4 and because Crystal here is a medical student in Singapore, I asked her about how accurate um, the scenes in Hospital Playlist were. I was also curious if the doctors in hospital playlists could possibly exist in real life because they're so perfect on screen. So if you guys are interested in finding out more, check out our previous hospital playlist podcast. Uh, this episode, we're going to be reviewing episodes 5 to 8 of Hospital Playlist and wow, these episodes are jam-packed with information. There's so much to talk about. So one thing we both mentioned last episode was that the band slash music scenes were a bit long and Songhua's voice isn't the best, so why have it, right? Uh, so I did some digging. It turns out that the songs in Hospital Playlist evoke a sense of nostalgia among Koreans who are in their 30s to 40s. <laughs> oh. oh, wow, okay. Then that actually makes so much more sense now. Yeah, yeah. the characters <laughs> are in their 40s and I can see how that might really appeal to a certain audience. Yeah, so these music scenes are supposed to immediately perk up the years of this age group in Korea. You know, for Singaporeans, it's like when you hear <laughs> then you know you just immediately burst out into song. Correct, that's exactly how it's supposed to be like uh, for these music scenes. But I suppose that the cultural and nostalgic value is lost on international audiences like us. Uh, even though I do know a bunch of friends who really love the song so much that they've created Spotify playlists and are doing covers of the songs. Right, they actually feel the same. I think in episodes 1 to 4, I was a bit more meh about it. Should I say meh? <laughs> in the first, meh because? Yeah, in the first 1 to 4 episodes, I wasn't feeling that great about the music um, because mm. I didn't think they were that nice. But I think after yeah. a few episodes, they definitely started growing on me. Yeah, mm. I've been playing, I'm playing the song, my favourite song is Aloha. By oh Crush. yes, yes, it's stuck in my yeah. head. <laughs> yes, it's really, really catchy. And then we play on the piano, it's, it's such a great, it's really a great song. Speaking of which, today's podcast intro song was covered by my friend Grace. Uh, the link is in today's episode description, so please go check her out. Uh, but back to the drama review, I'm so sorry, that's like <laughs> random advertisement. Uh, how do you feel about the episodes, Crystal? Um, so like, were there any scenes, or, you know, highlights for you? I think episodes 5 to 8... Um, continue to show the kind of like patient-doctor interactions that you might actually see in real life. So mm. def- definitely kudos to them. And I think yep. in episodes 5 to 6, we saw more examples of how to handle patients and how not to handle patients. Um, mm. Yeah, right? The examples <laughs> yeah. of... There are two examples of patients' complainings. And mm. I think it really highlights the kind of challenges that doctors face, as well as patients also, when communicating bad news and good news. Yeah. Okay, but I'm glad that so far, for the most part, mm. most of the stories in the drama are realistic enough, I would say. Mm, I agree. Well, I, I agree that it was <laughs> nice to watch. Maybe because episodes 1 to 4 were kind of slow, because, you know, the drama's just starting out and they're introducing uh, many characters to us. There are really so many characters. They're also introducing the dynamics between the friends and, you know, the medical scene as well. Mm, yeah, I agree. I, I definitely feel like the episodes picked up speed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I remember episodes 1 to 4. I watched one episode every 1 to 2 days. Yeah. But for episodes <laughs> 5 to 8, I finished it I finished it in 1 and a half days. Yeah, I just couldn't stop watching after <laughs> an episode. And especially because episode 8 was such a cliffhanger for both of us, right? Right. <laughs> Thank right, you right. for waiting for me this time, by the way. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I think going back to the drama slice of life genre style, I found that a lot of plot points weren't exactly developed on. Uh, so for example, you know, mm. Ik Jun's divorce was quite touch and go, even though it's such a big thing. We didn't see him grieving a lot and maybe there were a few scenes dedicated to him explaining how he felt. But, you know, no prolonged crying scene or anything. Which um, I guess is great because I absolutely cannot stand melodrama with wailing, you know, chasing people out with kimchi slaps. I, I cannot, okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm quite grateful that it didn't happen. But I still admit that this is quite uh, unfamiliar territory for me because um, I'm not used to seeing plot points being touched on so briefly. Like the drama in this sense flows very well because it doesn't get choked up on like a whole bunch of side plots mm. and the things that we are teased about get answered very quickly. Yeah, I actually really agree. Mm. For Jun's divorce, I think perhaps he's just so used to living separate from his wife that when he did get a divorce, mm. it really seemed like like an everyday occurrence thing. Like he was set for one day, right? One day. Or like half an episode. Yeah. Or on screen, it was like two scenes, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think he was affected though because remember how he was trying to persuade her and he was telling mm. his kid that, you know, uh, if you want to see your mom, just let me know, that mm, kind of thing. Yeah. But the way they presented it was quite like, nah. <laughs> flash, <laughs> flash. <laughs> Yeah, I mm. agree. Like even even the episode with uh Chase Hua, the neurosurgeon, mm. like she found a breast lump and then oh is it gonna be cancer? And then there was quite a build up. Yeah. But then in the end, oh it's benign. And then like, that's it. <laughs> end of end of the Thank you for coming to our TED talk. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, but I'm I was so glad that it turned out benign because I wouldn't want a can- like her cancer to be a major subplot in the drama. Mm, um, yeah. But I, that scene was really super cute Like the, the scene where the four friends Barged in into her outpatient clinic One by oh, one yes. <laughs> I found that that was really cute I think it, it highlighted a certain aspect of their friendship How they really care for each other Even though like, on the surface they're all like goofing around yeah. But deep down they actually, they actually do care mm, Especially between her and Junwan yeah, Junon yes. is like so he's so like coarse, like very rough around yeah. the edges. And even the way he opens the door is like so rough, right? <laughs> and the way she responds to him is like, Yeah, get out, get out. <laughs> it's fine, get out. <laughs> oh, that was really cute. Uh, I guess this scene really is quite interesting because it reinforces how doctors are not gods, but they come pretty mm-hmm. close, you know. Um, especially with how, you know, Junwan telling the patient's father that he will give um, the patient the most expensive prosthetic valve in the world, even though he's probably just saying it to make the father feel better. And, you know, Ik Jun also um, assures Songhua that if she has cancer, he'll fix it for her no matter what. Even though, you know, we, we know as doctors, uh, well, we know as doctors, you know as a doctor <laughs> that um, not everything can be fixed, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think in these instances, it's really a matter of reassurance. Mm. And I can imagine for Songhua, like getting the news that the breast lung might be cancerous must have been really another experience for her. I remember mm. she said that through this episode, she felt like she could empathize with her patients better. And I do agree, it's like a major role reversal for her. Like one yeah. woman, you are cool, collected, and so knowledgeable. And then, and then now, as a patient, you are facing anxiety, the uncertainty that all patients face. I think it reminds me of the, the thing that they always say, right? Like, after a while, you get used to the job. You know, you get used to seeing death. Mm. In some ways, having this lump um, was maybe a blessing for her as a doctor that will help her grow because, you know, she doesn't forget how it feels like to be powerless, maybe. 
Mm. Yeah, especially because she's so uh, perfect and everything, right? Mm. Mm. So another plot point that was uh, answered pretty quickly is the relationship between Ikjun and Songhua. And mm. it was answered almost immediately in episode 5 and 6. You know, we were learning more about the relationship and also the possible complexities that they will face if they do affirm their feelings for each other. But I guess we'll talk about this later when we talk about the relationships. Uh, one potential romance though that is keeping me on the edge of my seat is the relationship between Jung Won and mm. the GS resident Gyo Uh I feel so discouraged for her in like episodes <laughs> 5 to 8 because I feel like Jung Won doesn't really hold her in very high regard even though she tried to impress him by chasing after the child abusers <laughs> barefooted. She's always trying to find opportunities to impress him. But her most recent... I wouldn't really say mess up, but you know, the most recent event uh, was that she offended the patient who was addicted to narcotics. And mm. before we talk further, I just want to ask you, you know, is there like a proper way to handle these sort of patients who seem to be addicted to drugs and complain about you when you don't feed their addiction? Right. Yeah, actually that scene, to be honest, confused me a bit because they, the drama made it seem like your wall faced disciplinary action because of her actions. But... I didn't really, really see where she did wrong. I think mm. with handling drug addictions, it's always a very, it's a, it's a tough thing to do. You really tread a fine line between like, maintaining a good relationship with the patient. Like, obviously, in this case, Gilmo definitely destroyed the relationship. But you have to balance mm. that with also not feeding the addiction. Like, it would be wrong of her to give him more narcotics knowing that he's addicted. Mm. So I think it takes working, working with a lot of people. So she probably might have asked her bosses to come in, discuss as a team first, maybe consulted some psychologists or psychiatrists before like making a planned approach rather than perhaps she was being a bit tactless about it. Maybe maybe that's where maybe that's where she went wrong. Like she just used like her poker mm. face, right? Her classic poker face and then she says like are you <laughs> addicted? Like she yeah. straight up confronted him. Yeah, she's a bit um, socially awkward, right? Yeah. Okay, so I guess you and I both agree that her mess-up wasn't really a mess-up per se. Uh, even though the patient did complain about the hospital on social media, she technically did not do anything wrong. So there's a disciplinary hearing in the hospital director's office. And Jongwon is invited because Gyuwol is also doing her rounds in pediatrics. And wow, that scene... If I needed to explain what the term blackface meant to somebody, <laughs> Jong Won's face was just dead. <laughs> like, he really looked like he didn't want to be there. He didn't like her. Like, she's being a nuisance. And uh, it's so maddening because compared to the other nurses and doctors, he seems especially cold towards Gil He even rejects her when she asks him for dinner. And according to the nurse, he never rejects anyone. It's so sad. Actually, it was so sad. Like, at first she asked, are you free for dinner on the weekend? And then he's mm. like, yeah. Um, yeah, let's catch up with everyone. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, oh <dear>. <laughs> like, the other scene that got me, right, was when, she, you know, she has the drug uh, allergy. And then oh, yeah. her friend Mina is like sleeping by her bed. And then she wakes up and she's like, oh, you got multiple texts. And so she checks her text and she's so happy that she got a text from Jongwon. And then uh, she's like, oh, this uh, he gave me a smiley face instead of a tilde. That means he probably likes me, right? And then like her friend Mina is just like, uh, no, if he liked you, he'll be here. Then I'm like, ah! <laughs> My world just crumbled. <laughs> oh... 
<laughs> like, if I were Gil World, I'll just give up right there, man. I'll, I'll be like, okay, fine. I'll be a single old spinster with my five dogs and seven cats for life. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I will probably give up. <laughs> Honestly, watching the scenes between Jongwon and Gil World was just so painful because Gil World, for one, is so awkward with her feelings and second of all Jongwon is very sensitive so he probably knows that she has feelings for him but he's choosing to turn her away uh, maybe he just needs something to push him towards confronting his feelings for Gilwell it may not be true because you know the way he acts just doesn't look like he has any interest in her but you know I, I have hope <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually have hope also I think the scene where her, her blind date picked it up at the, at the taxi stand yeah. I think that was like, a moment of jealousy mm. for him and I think maybe maybe that's the event mm. that will get him thinking. I, I know you say he's sensitive and I agree that in general he's pretty sensitive but maybe he's just mm. so clueless in terms of romantic aspects. I don't know, maybe, yeah. maybe he's just clueless. We can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do find out that there's a hospital play this season 2 in the works. So at the rate that they're going, you know, will they get together in this season? Or maybe the next season? <laughs> we'll never know. But anyway... Episodes 5 to 8 released a lot of progressive plot points that I didn't really expect to see and considering how mellow episodes 1 to 4 were, um, yeah, this was kind of a shock to me. And Crystal, you predicted that there might be a love triangle of sorts. You're absolutely right! You win $100! <laughs> because in episode 6, like, BAM! Love triangle right there! <laughs> wow! So in these episodes, yeah. we find out that Song Hwa rejected So Kyon during med school. And well, we find out that this is actually public knowledge. But we see that up till the present day, So Kyun still really only listens to Song Hwa. So that's kind of interesting because does he still have feelings for her? Mm. We also confirmed in these episodes that both Ik Jun and Song Hwa had feelings for each other in med school. Uh, another heart-wrenching scene. Uh, yeah. But Ik Jun chose to suppress his feelings to preserve his friendship with So Kyun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in episodes 5 and 6, though, we're teased that Ik Jun might still harbor affections towards Song Hwa because, you know, he blows off the actress to accompany Song Hwa when she gets her biopsy. It's like an isosceles triangle, though, because, you know, Ik Jun seems so much stronger as a love interest compared to Sokyeon. <laughs> it's not just an isosceles triangle. I think at this point, it's like a square. Because <laughs> let's not forget the neurosurgery resident. Like, ah, but I thought she rejected him. <laughs> Like the, the few indications that he liked her was that Like he attended the camp right Even though it was raining He was the only one who attended the camp Well he also does tell Ik Jun that You know he likes uh, Song Hwa Yeah Song Hwa so popular I mean uh, if I were a guy I, I, I'd probably <laughs> like her too she, she looks like she has everything together you know I guess that's what guys like right <laughs> Uh, but here's the issue for me, right? So the drama seems to hint that they might not be very compatible for one another in episode 6. So remember the scene where the group of doctors are chilling in the hospital cafe in the morning? Uh, so the scene in the drama seemed to do sort of like a compatibility test. And this test is quite popular in Korean variety game shows. The game is basically like they'll make them choose between two options like beach or mountains, jajangmyeon or jampong. And you know, the guy and the girl need to say on the count of three, uh, what they prefer and if their answers are the same then they'll get teased for being a couple because like they're compatible <laughs> and let's try it um, beach or mountain on the scale of three you have to answer okay <laughs> ready one two three mountain beach oh! <laughs> I guess this is goodbye then <laughs> 
but okay, sorry, <laughs> back to the drama. But basically, they did something like that. They did like city or countryside, and we see how uh both Ik Jun and Song Hwa both prefer very extreme opposites of city and country life. So it made me wonder, you know, if they'll get together because even though they both like each other during university and they obviously care for one another, they seem to have very different lifestyle preferences. I can see why, but I so can't really get a feel of who Song Hwa might like. Like, she mm. seems quite ambivalent towards all of her suitors. Or, yeah, like, pretty, pretty... Everyone's just very poker face in this drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it's, she's just yeah. too professional. She, she doesn't show, mm. like, any, any <laughs> indications of who she may or may not like. Mm. So, yeah, but I do agree. I think she and Ik Jun would look good together. So, if I were to root for mm. any, any couple, I'll root for them. Yeah. Mm, you don't think she looks good in the NS resident though? Like he's so sporty and you know calm like she is. I don't know, he feels very stable. I feel like Idrin is just bouncing off the walls every time. <laughs> like he even burns his fingers on the kettle. What a child. <laughs> oh that's true, that's true. And then she wraps up his fingers like a like a frog, right? Yeah. <laughs> the frog scene. <laughs> so funny. So romance is definitely one of the key selling points of this drama and I guess we have to continue watching to see how it turns out. I would just really hate if they like carried over the romance <gasps> into season 2 no. and then we have to wait and see. No. <laughs> like maybe they send Jongwon away to Italy to study to become oh, a priest no. five years later. No, <laughs> no don't, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Anyway, but we need to talk about other aspects of hospital playlists. We can't just like stop at the <laughs> we can't just stop at the romance part. <laughs> so uh last episode we talked about how everyone seems to live in perfect harmony. Like even Junwan, who is kind of rough around the edges, has like a secret cutesy lovey side to him. And uh, I just want to mention how this writer just did this amazing thing of using the fact that residents don't get a lot of sleep and developed it into such a significant character plot point. So the side story that I had in mind was the second year OBGYN Dr. Minha, you know, the one who's always experimented with makeup. Uh, so mm. we know from the start that she's trying to suss out Sokyong and I guess so far she doesn't really think very highly of him because she badmouths him to the nurse and stuff. We know that Minha is also tired because her colleague is not really being responsible and there's this patient who just keeps calling her She's like being very troublesome And so when this patient Finally summons Mina For the, like, the second time that night Obviously she's not taking This patient too seriously But she pulls open the covers And I raw blood oh. So I was like Oh my goodness You know Like having seen All that Mina is frustrated with And how disillusioned she is I actually felt her anxiety And guilt for not having Treated this patient uh, Seriously and so eventually when Sokyong reveals how much he cared about her, not just as a student, but also as a person who might be traumatized by this event, oh, I was so touched, man. I almost yeah, cried. Yeah, <laughs> that was a... I think I must say that Minha was really being super, super, super patient with both her colleague and the patient. I honestly cannot believe mm. that Minha actually agreed yeah. to take over <laughs> one last night shift for her colleague because she did like three in a row by then, I think. And I think even despite being mm. so tired, she still went to check out check check out on her patients. I I think sometimes it's just mm. when it's really when you're so tired, it can really get really hard to to even get out of your seat to look at your patients. How many night shifts do people usually take in like in a row? In a row. Um okay, so times have changed. So I think in the past, in the past, definitely much more often. Mm. And then you might hear of stories of like three consecutive night rows. I, I think that that's more a thing of a past. I think now in Singapore, it's better. Mm. So as a junior doctor, I think you average like once a week. Oh, well, that's really not a lot yeah. <laughs> compared to her. 
Compared to three times a week, yeah, yeah definitely not, mm. not so much. Yeah. And I must also say that I really admire her guts for actually going up to, to the consultant, her boss, to tell him tell him everything. Like, she was being brutally honest with him. She was, I, I don't like the way you, you did things. And I actually agree with her. I think Seok Hyung, the OPGYN, should definitely have stepped in earlier. I think if such a situation occurred in real life, I think a more realistic thing that would have happened is that they would have called for backup residents. Because mm. it doesn't make sense to leave such a junior resident all by herself and to do a emergency surgery no. that she has no experience in. I think that most major hospitals would have uh, prevented such a situation from happening. Right. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, and a truant resident would probably need to face some form of disciplinary action. I think in real life, they wouldn't, they wouldn't just like welcome her back with open arms. I think she would probably yeah, have to face some consequences. Mm, yeah, I wasn't too sure if that was just like the writer's fictional world where everybody's like, oh, welcome back. We are glad to have you back. Hope you're okay now. <laughs> I uh, uh, Okay. Yeah, so if you broke down the events, right, you'll notice that the plot points were very gradually building up to this tension uh, across episodes and towards this climax when the pregnant lady just explodes with blood. <laughs> and I guess from a storytelling point of view, the way that the drama made us care for Mina and then stacked up the events and put the trigger at the end really compelled regular viewers such as myself to feel for her. I think that it's really such an amazing job on the writer's part uh, for being able to show us what's happening and evoke such strong emotions for Mina's situation as well. Uh, the medical genre in general has the ability to draw out strong emotions and oftentimes I guess writers run the risk of turning emotional scenes into melodramatic cry fest where the entire family is gathered in the waiting room wailing and beating one another. So I really appreciate therefore how um, Hospital Playlist doesn't really overstep what I find comfortable watching. Uh, so there was this scene where after Idrun was done with his surgery you know everybody's crying and it's very emotional but he prevents the scene from becoming overly uh, melodramatic by covering his eyes with his surgical mask so his humor really lightens the mood here but it's not like you know an offensive kind of humor mm. yeah i really agree i think june really has a way with his patience mm. he comes off as very personal and i think that encourages his patients to open up to him mm. yeah i remember i think he was sharing his divorce story with one of the patients yeah. who did oh who got a liver transplant from her cheating husband yeah yeah he he has a good he has a good way of patience. Yeah. Like the way he related to her, I was like even I was convinced that I should start taking medicine. <laughs> yes, I will. Uh so as a doctor to be like, do you think it's important to compartmentalize your thoughts and feelings well though? I think there's some value in being able to compartmentalize your thoughts and feelings well. I think especially so for surgeons, because you can imagine like the amount of concentration that you need in surgeries. It yeah. really you, you can't you can't you can't concentrate if your mind is somewhere else but at the same time i think being a good doctor is also to knowing your own limits also as well as how to de-stress mm. um my undergraduate ma major was actually in psychology and one of the uh, the specializations i'm interested in psychiatry mm. so in psychiatry there's this thing about learning how to set your own boundaries because as a psychiatrist you work very closely with patients' emotions so while empathy is needed for sure you don't want to get like sucked in into like the drama that is happening around you so yes being able to manage your thoughts and feelings well is good but sometimes you just need to you know vent it out like Minha and I think at the end of her three days stint she was <laughs> she was really oh she wanted to quit right she was yeah she was gonna quit already yeah <laughs> So seeing how everyone like 
kind of perfectly compartmentalized their personal life and emotions. Really led me to wonder when or if there will be a breaking point. And sure enough, there are mini explosions everywhere in this set of episodes that we just watched. So it starts with, you know, the NS resident being forced to confess to Songhua yeah. and she just very brutally rejects him. Yeah, the way she rejected the resident really reminded me of the way she rejected Sukyeon in the past, right? She was like, oh don't talk about this anymore. Just stop. Just stop. I don't hear anymore. And then, yeah. end of story. Yeah, and then for the NS resident, she also says like, just don't. Like, don't like me. <laughs> and then he's like, I can't just stop liking you because you told me to. And they yeah. both work in the same department. Like, isn't so it going to be awkward for her to reject someone so brutally and then have to go into surgery the next day with him? I cannot. I don't know how she does it. Yeah. And then the next explosion was when the OBGYN second year uh, resident Minha almost let someone die on her watch. So this is something that we talked about just now. And then finally, something has happened to Sokyong's mother. But we don't know what it is until we start watching episode 9. Oh my goodness. I- we tonight, tonight are we watching episode 9? <laughs> it's an addiction. Are you addicted, huh? <laughs> Speaking of which then, this drama might actually go on and on because I found season 2 is in the works. So thankfully, they introduced some tensions. If not, I might have bailed. Oh, I definitely hope they don't end season 1 on a cliffhanger though. (laughs) I want a good resolution and then Mm. they can, maybe they can start their season 2. Yeah, but I want a good, I want a good ending. Season 2 can be about the residents. We just want a a complete (laughs) season 1 of the current doctors. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know anything yeah. I haven't started researching yet Because yeah I'm so scared of spoilers Like someone actually Already spoiled me about Like part of the ending So I can't really say But uh, yeah Once we start watching This drama Completing this drama I think I can finally Do some research And then I'll let you know Next week <laughs> Yay uh, So how do you see The next arc of episodes going Like what are your expectations Of the storyline And what do you think Might be a potential Next tension point Mm, I feel a major plot driver would probably still be the romances. For the couples that are really mm. optimistic from for Kim Jun Wan and Army General, that's the cardiothoracic surgeon and the Army General, yeah. as well as Jun Wong, the pediatric surgeon and the GS resident. I'm pretty mm. optimistic for them. I think they will work out, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure about Song Hwa. Yeah, we hope. Yeah, we I'm really not sure about Song Hwa. I don't know who she'll end up with, if anyone. Mm. Maybe she'll, she'll just be, I don't know. I still think there's going to be some kind of conflict within the friend group because every good friend group has their quarrels, right? So I do think that there may be some conflicts in the future episodes, Mm. but it's a bit hard to say. What do you think? Hard to say indeed. (laughs) I'm quite curious about Junwan and Iksun. Like the army general and the cardiothoracic surgeon. So I do want to see how they reveal their relationship to the group. Like, is he going to announce his marriage? Mm-hmm. Will Ikjun, the protective older brother, just overreact and, and sue a fight between the two of them? And it's also been mentioned before that Iksun uh, has something that she hasn't really gotten over yet. And we didn't get to hear about it previously in, I think, episode 3 or 4. So yeah, I'm very curious uh, to find out what this is and I hope that they reveal it uh, very soon. I think there's an added mystery about whether Jongwon will inherit the hospital as well because for now he seems very adamant on priesthood, right? But it looks like the current chairman is quite mm. close to Jongwon's mother and I don't know, they might end up becoming a thing so that <laughs> so they might end up handing it over to Jongwon so that they can retire and like live together. I don't know, this is kind of weird. It's like two old people. But they were recently, both recently widowed, right? If I'm not wrong. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. 
But but it's still a weird thing to speculate. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but maybe if Jamon falls for Gyuwo, he'll continue being adopted too. So, you know, what what is going to be the trigger for this? Um, yeah. Do you have high hopes for episodes uh, 9 to 12 though? I hope so. I mean, I definitely do hope they they finish off nicely. Like, I think episodes 1 to 4, <laughs> like, were the, were the beginning, started, and I started getting hooked on it. And then mm. 5 to 8, I watched it so quickly. Then I was like, I hope 9 to... I really hope 9 to 12 are good. Yeah. I just have one impromptu question. Uh, do you have, like, a favourite character at this point? <laughs> favourite character... I would mm. say he's Anjung Won, the pediatric surgeon. Mm. I like his character. He seems like a really pretty well-rounded character in terms of his mm. his own interpersonal relationships, how he handles patients, his own knowledge, like how he cares for patients, and how much he loves mm. God. Also, I think that's he's pretty <laughs> much like a well well-rounded package. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> how about you? My favorite character, I think, is that. NS resident who used to be the army major. Yeah. As in, okay, I love Jomon as well, but I feel like I need to like say something else, you know, some diversity in <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know, like, he made me feel like people who smile a lot uh, are nice to be around. <laughs> anyway, I guess that's all for episodes 5 to 8. <laughs> Thank you, Crystal, for waiting for me this time. Uh, and... <laughs> And thank you to my listeners for tuning in. So remember to tune in next week as Crystal and I complete a review of Hospital Playlist. If you guys have any comments or thoughts on Hospital Playlist, feel free to drop us a message on Twitter or Instagram. And that's at TalkShow for Twitter and at BellTheFreeL for Instagram. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.